Welcome back to Florida Score Sports, episode number 28. Really getting up there in episodes. Um, welcome to YouTube again if you're watching on there. Uh, make sure you guys share that. Uh, like and comment. That, like, comment, and subscribe down below. You guys know how that goes. Uh, before we get started, obviously, uh, we got to shout out Pub Sports Talk. We're kind of taking one of their ideas that they did on a recent episode. Uh, they posted on their Instagram and everything. So uh, make sure you guys check them out. You guys know links down below. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's listening. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and jump right into this. Uh, you guys know who we're here with. We have Devontae Keith, who you see on the left of your screen. What's he on? Cole Powell. Hello. We have myself, Ryan, and we have Mr. Zach Dietrich. Hello. Uh, big news. Zach is going to be an official member of Fortiscore, so congratulations to him. Yeah, uh, they, you know, they offered me the max. I couldn't turn it down. Max deal. Four years for the max deal. But you have this fifth year next Fifth year player option. Uh, all that stuff. So uh, no trade clause. Of course, of course. So, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. So, uh, obviously, the big things going on in the sports world, uh, Stanley Cup just ended, Lightning won that. So, shout out Hurricanes. At least you lost to the champion. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, baseball's going on, all-star game. Uh, the rosters just came out. Home run derby's coming up. Otani's still doing his thing. He's gross. Um, and then mm. we have the NBA Finals. Obviously, Suns and Bucks are going on right now. Uh, it's Suns 1-0. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Let's start off with basketball because uh, obviously uh, as at the time of recording, uh, game's going on now. So let, let, let's talk about some things we've noticed. Um, Colt and I have been talking, uh, we were talking earlier, and we think that if Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis can all play like the way we know they can play in the same game, the Bucks should win this series and really what should have been four, but now maybe five. I just don't like how these guys aren't performing to the absolute most of their ability, you know, on the same nights. Like, yeah, I know Chris Middleton has been going off lately. Drew Holiday's playing pretty average, a little above average. But then on those same nights, Giannis is going to not play good. But when Giannis plays good, Middleton will have an off night. Holiday will have an off night, things like that. Like, what do you guys, what are you guys thinking with the Bucks right now? Like, I mean, I know PJ Tucker's gross, probably top five player, like all the time. Nine. Let but, him know. You know, I I I want the Bucks to do good. I like Giannis. I love Middleton. Um, but I love their stories and all that stuff. Like I I've seen a lot of stuff lately of how have y'all seen that one story where Giannis, like his first season, like he gave all of his money to his family, couldn't afford like a, a ride to the game. Y'all seen that? Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. Yeah, and uh, I know Chris Middleton was the first uh, player to uh, – the first G League player to ever make the All-Star game and all that stuff. But uh, I just want them to play good, man. Like, what's going on with them? Like, what do they need to do? Uh, yeah, you ask me, I think their bigger problem is, of course, you mentioned Chris Middleton as an X Factor. In theory, when he's scoring, they have a lot of good pieces. I mean, you look at even Brooks Lopez, you know, stepping outside – He's a great shooter. They have spacing to support Giannis on the inside. I think their bigger issue is Chris Paul deciding to go big East tourney, Kemba Walker in the third quarter. <laughs> One of the best mid-range players that, you know, this generation has seen, of course, and they couldn't defend it. And the Suns obviously have good spacing as well. D-Book's playing well. Aiden's playing well, even though he gets bullied a little bit by Giannis, which I thought I would like the Bucks. you ask what they, you, I would want them to do. I like when they play Giannis as a small ball five. Max, yeah. I love that for them. Small ball. 
small ball. Yeah, six yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. you, I know yeah. what you mean. Giannis is like more of a natural small forward, power forward, yeah. but he can play the five yeah. too. He's huge. He's an athlete, you know? Yeah. What, yeah. What I like I like how uh they're pulling eight and out, I guess like when Brooke Lopez is in and they have to pull him out of the paint. I think that's what kind of got them by with the series with the Clippers. DeAndre Ayton was just dominating and all he did was stay in the paint. So then, uh, like what Zach said, with Chris Paul staying in the mid-range, I don't know, personally, mid-range is kind of hard to guard because you don't know if they're going to stay out three or they're going to, like, pump fake, yeah. drive to the paint. So, like, you always on your toes. So it's like, even if you stop and pop in the mid-range, you just always rocking. Which Chris Paul, little, well, 6'3", Chris Paul is killing. I forgot who was guarding him, but it was somebody, like, way taller than him. Like, in Brooke Lopez. Killing Brooke Lopez in the mid range, so if they can just. I mean, I saw I, I saw a stat. It was um whenever the sun because the, the sun's on a pick and roll like about mm-hmm. damn near every possession, and um I saw something like when Chris Paul gets a switch, they average like one point like four points of possession, which is crazy mm-hmm. good. And um, but when they don't switch, it's like point five. So, you know, I think the Bucks, in order to win these games, like the Bucks are going to have to start like sticking with their man instead of switching off. Because Chris Paul, like, he's in year 16. Like he's an all time great top four, five point guard of all time. Five. He's too smart. Like you're going to have to stick with your man, especially if Holiday, Drew Holiday, who's a great defender, and as Colt said, most underrated player in the league, arguably. Um, you know, he's, he's got to stick with Chris Paul. And then Middleton's a good defender too. He can stick with Booker, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't, I, I don't know. I think the Bucks need to obviously like stick with their man on defense, not play Jeff Teague. <laughs> Jeff Teague is garbage. Trip gonna kill you for that one. You know, yeah. shout you know out Trip Harris. He was on a few episodes. Yeah. Shout out him, curly yeah. hair Joker. But um, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still betting on the Suns just because. I don't know. I want to see Chris. I want to see Chris Paul win. Everybody else got beef with him. I like to see Chris Paul win, but I, I feel like if Drew Holiday can turn on his the real uncle, I call well Drew Holiday the real Uncle Drew because he's real. J R E the real Uncle Drew. Drew. But I don't know. He. I don't feel like he's been scoring like he like we know him to. Like he's on his. He can defend. But I don't know. I guess when you set those screens and Drew Holiday gets stuck, you got to pull up um, uh, Brooke Lopez. I mean, that's when it kind of gets iffy. But I feel like Drew Holiday could, excuse me, handle Chris Paul if it was just him. But if they keep setting the screens, they got to do make something happen, punch somebody in the stomach or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, speaking of oh wait, speaking of punches. <laughs> So, quick, Joe, somebody made uh, Bobby Portis, uh, Violet Bobby Portis, they made a joke and said, like, why does it look like he always remembers that he just left the stove on at home? And I was just looking. I was just looking like, bro, never blinks. Bobby Portis never blinks. If you if they ever pan the camera to him, just look at him and, like, count on your fingers how long it takes him to blink or turn to one way. Bobby Portis, don't blink. Man. Don't blink. Don't miss. Don't miss. He's gross. Um. No, I mean, like Ryan said, we were talking about, um, I mean, Chris Middleton, like, I kind of gave him hell, like, from last year because he couldn't step up and be kind of like that dynamic duo to Giannis and carry them where they needed to be. But 
he was an all star this year. Like he had a really good season, but during the playoffs, like as much as I hate to say, Mister Inconsistent. Like um, during the Hawks series, like he wasn't very good. Um, during the Philadelphia, well, no, they didn't play Philadelphia. Did they? During the who else did they play? Mm-hmm. Was it? The, it was the Heat, right? It was the Heat. Yeah, it was the first round. So, I mean, it was, I guess, but he's just been inconsistent. And like Ryan said, it's like all three of those guys can't really get on the same page at the same time. Um, I think what Zach said is a really good point because Mike Budenholzer has really been known to be a really great offensive coach. But when it comes to defensive, you can kind of see like mid-game doesn't really do good as like mid-game adjustments. Um, like Ryan said, like literally they would give the ball to uh, Chris Paul or – uh, Devin Booker, a high screen roll with DeAndre Aiden, and they would switch every time um, and just leave Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis on an a island. And I'm taking Chris Paul, Devin Booker with Bobby Portis on him. I don't care how good of defense he's playing. So I don't know if you need to try to get over it. I don't want to go under it with Devin Booker or Chris Paul, so I don't know if you need to go over it, blitz it. Um, you can't help from the corners with Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, or Torrey Craig. So, I mean, you can't really do that. I mean, it's tough. Like, they're a really good offensive team, but you've got to make mid-game adjustments and not just live with Bobby Portis on an island against two of the best scorers that we have in our league today. Um, that's really tough. But, I mean, that's all I really know about that. Um, like Ryan said, I do think Drew Holiday is the most underrated player in the league. I love Drew Holiday. Um, I just think what he does defensively, playmaking, I think he's a perfect pair to Giannis and Middleton. Um, Middleton, he, he's got to be good. Man. I think he's the X factor, like Zach said, because – like, maybe even though he's the second-best player on that team, he is the closer. Um, I think Giannis has gave him that road. He knows that Middleton is the closer. If they're down two with 10 seconds left on the clock, the ball is in Middleton's hands. It always is. So, And I don't really see a problem with that. He comes through in clutch moments. So he, he's the X factor. He's got to be good. And I think Boone and Holzer, like Zach said, he's, he's really got to do better with his mid-game adjustments on defense. I like that. I think, now, uh, go ahead. One thing I was just looking, one thing they could do, when you were talking about like what to do on the screen, for some reason I never learned how to do this until like I started coaching. But just like a simple hedge or like you poke out and you go back in, I don't know. I mean, they can do that. That's fairly simple. But I don't know if they don't have any lateral speed to just like pop out and then go back in or what. Because I forget um, sons are younger, so that probably means they're inherently a little bit faster outside of Chris Paul. But even Chris Paul is kind of quick off the dribble. But him, I don't know. Now, now we, we talked about what the Bucks need to do to win. Now, what do the Suns need to do to win? Do what they do. They got to keep getting switches, uh, taking advantage of those mismatches. Devin Booker is solidifying himself as top 15, top 12, top – Yeah. Dare I say top 10? I don't know. If you're talking about pure score, I think he's in top five pure score. Goodness, yes. He's Devin, yeah. Devin Booker's game reminds me so much of Kobe. I mean, he's, oh. he's not afraid to take that mid-range. He's going to make an open three. You know, he's yeah, going to drive to the hoop. He can create his own shot. See Chris Paul and Kobe team up back when the NBA was in Kobe. Oh. That would have been I didn't even think about that. Watch. Oh my wow. gosh, they would have won. Like I told I told y'all it's just like uh that movie Six Man. This Kobe's Kobe's uh gave Devin Booker the blessing. He still got yeah. the shoes on, so like it's like like Mike slash six man. Kobe's in that game somewhere. I don't, so what did he write on that shoe? I can't even remember. I know he told Jokic that he wanted Jokic, like Jokic is like, what's my goal? Because that's when Kobe was tweeting at all the players. 
like win an mm. MVP in five years. He did that. He Gian, told Giannis he needs to win an MVP. You know, I think he might have told Booker to win a scoring title or something like that, which uh, – Yeah, he did. He did. It was maybe good. that's what it was. Like, come on. Like, but imagine, like, being yeah. Devin Booker. You see that Giannis gets told to win an MVP, Jokic win an MVP, and then just win a scoring title. You know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. damn. But I, I feel fun. like he knows – he knows that Devin Booker is like in the West. Yeah. And so he's just like, I'm not, I feel like if he told him to get an MVP in the West, it would be too close to him. So he was like, uh, That's let me, at, let, at me, the let, me cute, let me keep too. up on it a little bit. Cause there's only, <clears> there can only be one, you know? I remember my first real like memory of Devin Booker in the NBA. Cause I, I remember like he played at Kentucky I remember he never scored more than 15 points in a single game at Kentucky. Did you guys know that? Uh, that's yeah. a fun. That's a rhyme because they, in fact, they got they took him off the bench, right? Like yeah, he, he came off the bench. Score. That's what I was about to say. That was back in the year where they had what they they sent seven guys to the draft. Who who did they? They sent De'Aaron Fox, Carl Anthony. No, not De'Aaron Fox. No, De'Aaron Fox. Jamal Murray. It was like no, no, it wasn't Boogie Cousins. No, no, not that year. The year with uh, it was no, that was Stein, Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Was it? Was it? Um, Terrence Jones, maybe. Maybe I can't remember. I know they that I like know that that was the year the Harrison the, twins the went, but the Harrison twins didn't get drafted. Yeah. Um. Oh, they that was a squad, but like I they feel like when win. they that lost, was the year they went like what thirty and one. They lost to was Wisconsin. That, yeah, come in 2014. Carolina, because I remember they're not Kentucky, the Wisconsin. Frank Kaminsky, Kaminsky, and Sam Decker. Sam Decker was gross. Oh man, with the ready. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can remember right. What the Hornets passed on, but for Kaminsky. <laughs> that's crazy. The sad thing is, is that's not even nearly the worst thing the Hornets have ever done in the draft. Speaking of Kobe, yeah, Michael Kidd Grill Chris. Do what? What'd you Michael say? Michael Kidd Grill Chris. Oh yeah. Oh my God, they drafted him what number two, three? Too high, whatever, too whatever high. the number If is. they drafted him, he went too high. So, yeah. no, oh, my goodness. God. That broke shot. At least they, hey, they got LaMelo, though. LaMelo, they got yeah. LaMelo. No, uh, so basically, I think. Oh, no, they got the rookie. They got the rookie. No, they got the rookie of the year, not Anthony Edwards. They got the second best rookie. Wow. They got the second don't disrespect you right in front of your face. No. They got the second best player. Second best pro. I have, a, I have a thing, because you guys know those uh, things where it's like a teammate of Shaq, like one of Shaq's teammates has been in the finals every year since 2000, or like, sorry, 1979, 1980, something like that. Like what? Shaq wasn't on the team, but like the guy, like this guy was on Shaq's team. Shaq was a rookie. This guy was in his last year. He played with him. I guess. I don't think there is anybody in there unless like, him and Chris Paul. Never oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is the first year nobody has been Shaq's teammate. And I, I remember I, I was looking. I, I don't think anybody. No, nobody. Yeah, this is it because all everybody on the Suns team is like young. So, of course, they didn't really play with Shaq. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday didn't play with him. Um, PJ like, didn't he, play with he him. Played, like last year, he played with Haslam at one point. He played with LeBron. Yeah. All those years. So all those years yeah. LeBron was in it, it counts. Kobe's mm-hmm. years, he was in there. D Wade. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. But um 
I don't think there is. So this this is the end of an era, isn't it? Yeah, the end of yeah. the Shaq era. But that's crazy. The big Diesel's too. era. Unless they make like some signing or something. Yeah. So I I don't even know how we got on this, but I think we all agree that the Suns kind of just need to do what they're doing, get switches, keep playing good defense. But Devin, they can't go cold either. Like, uh, they cannot go cold because if they co if they go cold and Brooke Lopez goes hot, and they got to pull DeAndre Aiden out to guard Brooke Lopez and have everybody else rebounding. Mm -hmm. That's that's gonna be an issue. Oh yeah, I mean, and if their guys, the Suns guys, can keep shooting like Colt said, Cam John Cam Johnson in the corner is one of the most deadly players in the game. If Cam Johnson's on, obviously I watch him at Carolina, I watch him at Pitt, but he's Cam Johnson's finding a role, and then you have yeah, like they're they're gonna make their shot. So I, you're gonna have to win the one-on-one -on -one matchups against Giannis and all that stuff. Drew Holiday is not playing good in this game at the time of recording. I say that, and he'll he just missed a free throw. Imagine like we're saying all this episodes yeah, uploaded. Episode is up. Oh, yeah, episodes uploaded. He's got 56. Like, come on. You heard it here first. 56 coming for Drew Holiday tonight. Chris Paul, but I feel like they can't, like, you got to, I mean, it's all about trust up to this point, up to their their run or whatever. They've had trust. Like, you still got to keep trusting those guys, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, because to get to Aiden, to get to Booker, to get to Chris Paul. So um, just keep on trusting those guys that they'll hit shots. Here's something real quick. Who's better? We talked about this earlier, Colt. Yeah. Devin Booker or Paul George? I, I personally, I got. I go. think if you have Devin Booker as the 11th player, best player, Paul George is 10. I've got Paul George over Devin Booker. I, I got Paul George. You, you know my head. Uh, yeah. More versatile player. He can help you out more. Fast. I'm not answering. I told you I'm not answering. Who who you got, Cole? Come on. I hate that answer that question as well. But I mean, he doesn't I want he doesn't want to say way. he doesn't want to say Paul George just because Devin Booker has that killer instinct that for some reason Paul George doesn't have. But Devin Devin isn't a liability on defense, but he's he's not a, a lot like Paul George is. Paul George is all defensive team. Paul George can also oh Devin Booker. Paul George is all defense. One of the he's a what a top four wing defender in the league easily oh and head. he's capable of averaging 28 a game Devin Booker is capable of averaging 28 if not more I think he did average like 27 this year but um he's not gonna play that same defense overall but like if you had to pick one right now like you're starting a franchise I'm going Devin Booker because he's yeah. five years younger but still yeah. and he hasn't had real like any real injuries but that knows you can't right smell. My answer might change in a week. My answer could change tonight. <laughs> like, it really could. But um, you know, things like uh, something else I was talking about not too long ago with a friend. But um, he or I was we were talking about the playoffs last year and how the Suns were in the bubble and like they won like eight straight games and T.J. Warren was looking like prime MJ, and then mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler made him his son. Shout out NC State. <laughs> Go back. Um, but anyways. Were the Suns legit last year, do you think? 
like in the bubble, or was that, or are they just good? Because wait a minute, time time and stuff. TJ Warren didn't play with the Suns. Like he was with the Pacers last year. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right, you're right. but yeah, he he still I mean. went on. But, but he was just with the Pacers. I was about to say, yeah, no, you're right. But no, we were talking about like because does the bubble count? Because TJ Warren was playing like prime MJ. Yeah. What did TJ Warren do this year? Like I need to understand why. Oh, I, I need to understand why people don't like, like to count the the um bubble as oh god I don't see why people don't count the bubble as the playoff or a championship game like they say like people try to discredit LeBron's yeah my only I, yeah, I like, my only bro it's still it's still like I mean it, it's still you still playing against guys that you've been playing against the entire year. Yeah. You're doing it when you could have gotten sick. The only thing is, it's more so like you playing pickup instead of playing with fans, which even still, like, if you play a, a good game of pickup, like, I'm talking where everybody's talking is, to, I feel like it was the same. I don't know, but I don't know how y'all play. Y'all might play quiet, but, like, we talk that talk. Oh, yeah. To get um, us amped up. But, yeah, like, I, I, I think that the bubble personally should count just because uh, – like everybody had the same conditions, everybody knew what was going on, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like LeBron earned that ring. Granted, like it, nobody, I, the finals were way down last year and all that stuff. But like the ratings and like the viewership and all that stuff. But I think that that it should count. No asterisk. Yeah. Um, Even so though, anyways, like, it, yeah, uh, it counts. We ain't worried yeah, about so it. real quick. Suns are up 1-0. It's basically a tie game right now. What's our series looking like? I've got Suns. Say it for me. Oh! I got Suns in six. Suns in six. I'm going to say I'm going to say Suns in seven because they got to they got to stretch it out to recoup some losses. Just like on wrestling, they say y'all better stretch it out. They gonna get, they gonna hit the first three, and then for who do I expect to turn on game four? Chris Middleton is gonna turn up, and then forty piece on game four. Only in game four. Then Drew Holiday. Then Giannis is gonna turn up on game six, and it's gonna see. They're gonna try to see if Giannis can carry it over to that last game, like they tried to make it seem like last year. And it's not gonna happen because Grandpa Chris is gonna turn up over all the youth, and then Chris Paul is gonna get his ring, as he so deserves. I think Brooke Lopez is gonna average sixty-two points a game this series, starting now. Hey, um, <laughs> five plus threes a game. Yeah. Oh, like twelve or thirteen, probably. Starting up from the corner. Oh my yeah. God, easy. Did you all see that picture of of Brooke Lopez sitting sitting <laughs> sitting like with his legs crossed, like <laughs> on the bench, like? This guy just dropped 33 on the Hawks. <laughs> good player, though. Good player, though. Underrated as well, probably. Yeah. Um, on, live on the Instagram right now, make sure you follow us at Fortiscore Sports on Instagram. Uh, there's a poll up. Devin Booker or Paul George right now? We want to know what you guys think. So make sure you guys go do that. Let us know what you're thinking about the episodes, all that stuff. Let's go ahead and move on. We've been talking about basketball for a little bit. Um, baseball. 
we have a little thing that we're going to steal from Pub Sports Talk. I know we've done a Mount Rushmore before. Uh, All-Star Game Home Run Derby is coming up. If you had to put a Mount Rushmore of home run hitters, like your final four of a home run derby all time, <laughs> who are y'all taking? Let's go one at a time. One person goes at a time. Keith, start us off. Who's your who's your who's your, who's your, who's your, who's your uh, No, it's straight. Have, it's straight. Have, it's straight. No, it's straight. It's straight. I got mine. I got all right. mine. All right. Just so first one off. Guy. One, oh, we don't one guy one right one. now. Okay. Then we're all going to go. Just kind of see. All right. First off, Barry Bonds. Okay. No Barry Bonds. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. I uh, yeah. Uh, who's your? Barry Bonds. I was going Barry Bonds too. Bonds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We got that guy out of here. Tell us your other three. Keith, who you all got? right. Who you got? Other three. I got Griffey. For Dream some man. reason, oh yeah, swing man, smooth man, smoothest King, swing of all King, time. Him King and Griffey Jr. Swings ever. Uh, King Griffey Jr. Okay, K I N G, not K E N. Um, doggone A Rod, and oh, then I'll sure. take Poppy, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, uh, David Ortiz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> David Ortiz. David Ortiz. You like you got it, right? You got it. Like I don't, I don't watch home run derbies, but when I, when I saw it, it was always him. So I'm thinking like that man is home run embodied, like literally embodied. So big pop, okay. yeah. One more. Wait, I just I said can't. That was four hits. That's four hits. Oh, I didn't hear the last one. That's on me. Oh yeah, I said A Rod, A Rod, or um Ortiz and um King Griffey Jr. All right, Colt. Let us hear your other three. Lord, they didn't hit that boy in the face. It's Junior, I had King Griffey Junior. I had Big Poppy David Ortiz. No, that's my Red Sox talking to me. And my fourth one. This is my second favorite player of all time, a two-time home run derby champ, Prince Fielder. Yes, Ooh. I love it. I love it. He wasn't on my board, but I love it. Gross. Did you know like, another fun fact? There was some video of him like in back in like 95 or whatever. He could hit it out of Tigers Park at age nine. Because his that's Prince ridiculous, Hood, bro. Prince that's Hooder's ridiculous. Dad, Prince Hooter's dad was a player, like he used to go like hit with him or whatever, like just to practice. Like that's what you do if you're a pro athlete. Prince Hooter was nuking balls at age nine at Tigers Park. That's Shout scary. out to Tigers. You guys are trash, buddy. That's the first David one Ortiz, you know. Wow. First one I ever got. First MLB jersey I ever got was Prince Fielder. Wow. The Brewers. Okay. Wow, that's a good one. These are kind of hard to beat, but all right. So I've got Barry Bonds. I've got Junior, King Griffey Jr. Josh Hamilton. Oh, you remember in 08, this guy, back, back before there was a time limit. He hit 28 home runs in one yeah. round. 28 at Old Yankee Stadium. I was six years old. I was loving it from Garner, North Carolina. He's gross. It just sucks all that shit happened. All the middle school was all a buzz about this. Home run That's derby all they material. About. Not home run hitter, really. Home run derby material. The man's gross. And Aaron Judge. Oh Aaron Judge. I mean, did you see? Did you see? Did you see? Did you see? Did you see what he did when he won the home run derby? Wasn't even close. Beat everybody by a thousand. 
It wasn't even close. The guy. I'm surprised you didn't say Otani. 550 feet. Stanton can do it too. Stanton was on the list. A Rod was on the list. I'm. I'm taking Aaron Judge. And who doesn't like Aaron Judge? Everybody wants to watch Aaron Judge hit. Nobody goes to the Yankees game to watch Aaron Judge play right field. Everyone goes to watch him hit a ball 467 feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Plus a thousand OPS. Oh my god. That's gross. Me coming by the way, it's like 1.06, something like that. Crazy. Aaron Judge <laughs> is MVP player this year. Or he's he is having a lights out year. Also, Mike Trout was on the list. Yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with Mike Trout. Um, most talented player of all time. Most talented. He's not the go. Uh, he's the best. I mean. He's not the goat. Has he made? How many times has he made? Okay, has he's been extremely unlucky with his teams, though. And baseball is not like basketball. With LeBron, he's not like that. Mike Trout. Well, uh, every every <laughs> single. <laughs> wow. That was that was comedy. That was, I was there. there. I was there. That was hilarious. Every 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 week, I swear, when they're both playing, it's Mike Trout three for three. Three home runs, five RBIs. Otani did something that hasn't been done since 1912 as the Angels lose nine to five. Like, come on. They're 44 and 42. It's about to be the all-star break, and Trout's hurt right now. So they're only going to get better. I mean, they've got a solid lineup. Jared Walsh is an all-star. Otani's an all-star. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. leadoff batter. David Fletcher is on a 24-game history. He's batting like 310. Is Otani in the um, home run derby? Otani's the number one seed in the home run. Derby. I was surprised you didn't put him on your Mount Rushmore. Every mean, day, I, I've heard that name every day. Well, every time we record, I heard that name from you. I was like, he's gonna put that. He's gonna put him up there. So, I guess this will determine. Zach, oh no, he's ready for it. I mean, I got a lot of guys. I don't know if you're talking about specifically like in a home run derby situation or just a regular season home run player. But of course, you have Bonds. Griffey's swing's beautiful. I think that would translate well, obviously, to a home run derby. Um, He's the only three-time champion, Ken Griffey Jr. is, of a home run derby. I think there's a lot of guys. If you look at lots of, you know, there's some older players that are generation that you see, you know, guys like Hank Aaron, McGuire. I mean, like, so, like so, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. So, uh, how about uh, Ted Williams? Ted Williams, yeah. Well, I don't think have, like, a seat. Babe Ruth. Oh, no. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Uh, the guy I want to bring up. Actually, now he didn't hit that many home runs actually in his career, but I've heard rumors that in BP and stuff he could go yard at will. Ichiro Suzuki. Oh yeah, I love Ichiro. Oh, I know that name. Player never really hit for that many home runs, but I would have been interested to see how he would have done in a home run derby. Just because these rumors that I've heard, I've heard Mickey Mantle was another guy that they said, you know, he, he has the furthest home run of all time. Out of there whenever he Dang. wanted to. And I just don't see, you know, watching each row play, you don't really see that. But they said he could flip it out in the right field whenever he They wanted. said he would just be taking normal, like when, because each row had that, like, like that softball swing, the slap swing. But they said in like practice, he when, he wanted, when, he, when he wanted to, if he keep his feet still and like use his legs really to hit, he would, he would hit it out. Like, yeah. that's his, I've heard, yeah, that's a that's good one. That's not his swing. I mean, you know, he's hitting, like, you know, 300. Yeah. Uh, you know, mid he's like, yeah. Rookie year set the hits record. Yeah. yeah. But no, I like yeah. that. I like that. I don't, yeah, I don't think you can put him on there just to say that he didn't mean hit as many home runs as all these other guys. But I just think that that's an interesting thing to consider when talking about a home run derby style home run hitter. Just something interesting hmm. to think about. All right. 
So you have Bonds, Grippy, Ichiro, and I gave you Bonds, Grippy, Ichiro. I want to let, let's say giving me let's try to get a more modern player in as well. You look, Eli, like you said, Prince Fielder, Aaron Judge. Aaron, I don't even think Aaron Judge is the best Yankee to take. I think if you're doing this about Rushmore, I just think Stan's pure power is just a little bit more impressive. Stan would get her like freak stuff like that. Home run derby. <laughs> I think four. You got to go. Hey, Sanchez. Sanchez. You gotta go Hank Aaron. That's the usual the player, but who was it? Hank Aaron. Hey, okay, that's okay. Of course, yeah. Um, the board. That's okay. Hmm. So, there's our Mount Rushmore's Prince. Oh, yeah, let's go over this year. Um, so, this year's home run derby. Yeah, That's impressive that you just ripped seven of them off the top of your head. Trevor, yeah, Trevor Story, Otani, Pete Alonzo, Mancini, Salvador Perez, Matt Olson, Joey Gallo, Juan Soto. Yeah. The seeding is based on how many home runs they had that year, which is something really important. This game, that's really important. But they have Gallo's two, I want to say Olson's Three. Yeah, something like Perez. I mean, I know Man City's like six. He's low. I know yeah, Soto. I know Perez is four. Soto's last. I know that um, Pete Alonso is five. So, so like six, yeah. One thing I've noticed is you rarely see people repeat in this competition. Yeah. I don't, I don't Aaron Judge wins, goes on a slump. Vlad Jr. does his thing, goes in a slump. Pete, Pete Alonso won, what, two years ago? Went to a slump. Alonzo's coming. Alonzo's in it this year, but he's been raking. But every time somebody goes because they mess up their swing because they're just trying to hit it up instead of trying to hit it in a line. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think that they're going to have to get rid of the home run derby here, not in like within the next 10 years. Bold take. Hot take. That's why you have guys saying no. That's why Vlad I mean, doing I mean tell, of course, no, Vlad. tell me you guys wouldn't rather have literally Aaron Judge over Trevor Story. Of course. Of Stanton course. over Mancini. I, I Gary Sanchez. I just like Yankees. I really think everybody would have liked to see is Vlad versus Otani because oh, that kind of seems to be the AL MVP race this year. Yeah. I think guys would have liked to see that. But um and Judge. <laughs> Aaron Judge is gross. He's the only bright spot of the Yankees. Down there in the division, but that's another story. Another story, though. We're going to win the wild card. Hey, we won two out of three against the Mariners. Game, game and a half behind them. The Yankees are coming back as long as we don't have to pitch. So, like, just give them five runs and see what we can do. Just give us nine innings. There a lot on Yankees games. It's a lot, by the way. Hammer down on the over. Hammer the over. Hammer the over. Um, another thing that we're going to start getting on, uh, probably here real soon, Twitter, Fortiscore Sports on Twitter. Check that. Follow us. Going to get all on that. Going to start tweeting some locks for you guys to bet on. Yeah, we're gonna, have some locks for the lads. As, <laughs> as Pub Sports Talk says, hammer down. Hammer down. Hammer down. But in this home run derby bracket, I don't know how we keep getting off topic. I'm kind of good for it, though. We have – who do you guys have? I've got Otani winning. You got Otani back? I, I, I think it would be hard to say not Otani. His his power, yeah. he doesn't look like a big the hype, the hype is the hype is there. 
after I, after I saw that video of that man hitting a ball off the roof, making it look like effortless, like it looked like a golf mm-hmm. swing. He just sent it yeah. skyward. And I'm like, yeah, that man might be pretty real. Does, does Otani talk? I've never, like, does he, like, is he no. cool, like, to his teammates? Like, oh, yeah. he, like, he don't does talk, he, man. Does he, like, dap his teammates up, like, after, like, he cranks, like, three home runs? Yeah. And, he, like, is he, like, what's up? Like, let's go get food. Like, I've never seen anything. Like, maybe, I don't think he speaks very good English. Because I know he's got a translator that comes to the mound with him. Oh. But um, but, um my thing, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the grain here. I've got Otani getting first rounded, losing Ooh. to the winner. I'm going with Juan Soto. I love Juan Soto. His swing. So my thing, Juan Soto's swing. I don't think that he's gonna have to change much for the Derby. I think that his his swing is a natural home run swing because it's got a little bit of a chip to it. I think Otani's does too, but I think coming into it and in the last couple of years with the home run derby, I think, I don't think many people thought Pete Alonso was going to win the home run derby. You know what I mean? Like it's not really something where you can like, I would never bet money on the home run derby. I just never would because no, all of these, never. all of these eight guys, are major, league baseball, <laughs> for you guys. major league baseball guys, they're eight of the top sluggers in the entire league. Any um, guy in the MLB can hit it out at will. Any you know? of them. So, I mean, even though it's not yeah, like the I most exciting know. list, Ryan named a couple of Yankees he would have liked to see. As, the, as a Red Sox fan, I would have liked to see Devers. I think that he's one of the most most fun young hitters to watch. I would love to watch Devers. But, um, I think they're being Shout out, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I've got Juan Soto. I love Juan Soto. It's one of the players that – I like a couple of young players that are like – Kind of flashy, cocky. I like like I like Francisco Lindor. I like a couple Tatis. players. That, yeah, I like Tatis. Like swagger guys. Like Tim Anderson. Guys like his favorite. And I like Tim Anderson. Those are the kind of guys that I like that aren't Red Sox players. And then former Red Sox players, like obviously Mookie Betts is my favorite player in the league. But just guys like that. I've got Juan Soto winning it all. I just thought of something. MLB draft is on Sunday, right Saturday. Hey, the future Red Sox boys. NC State got screwed. NC State should have won the College World Series. Go Pack, baby. Go Pack. See, everyone's mad. They're throwing stuff around. If you guys heard that. Always and forever. America's team, though. We are America's team. We're we're America's team. More so than the Dallas Cowboys. NC State is America's team. I've seen so many tweets and stuff about, oh, I never understood NC State stuff. But now I do. Like, NC State getting screwed over by this or uh-huh. NC State shit is what they yeah. call it. Oh. Big shout-out, though, to Mississippi State, by the way, for getting the job done. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> NC State. NC State West. Or NC State South, NC they State said. South. Brian, ain't that something? Your quarterback went to – I mean, NC State. Your quarterback may as well went to NC State. Or y'all's quarterback may as well went to NC State. Dak went to Mississippi. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, All-Star game. Uh, the ballots came out. I don't think there are really any surprises for at least the starters. I mean, everyone kind of expected who was going to be in there. But the one thing I don't like, the biggest problem I had of both rosters was, as a Yankees fan, I'm going to say it, Aroldis Chapman. The man has what, four blown saves in his past, I think, eight appearances. His ERA is like a 4-5. He made it because... His name is Aroldis Chapman. He, and he, he throws hard. He throws really hard. <laughs> Very hard. 
but, the Yankees really got to get that guy right. You know, I saw the other day, I'm watching the Yankees Mariners game late at night, and the Yankees, you know, were up big, obviously, you know, it was 11-1, 12-1, something like that. Absolutely. Ninth inning, and they put Chapman in just to try to get him right, and he's serving up runs. Yeah. I mean, they're at the point <laughs> now. I've watched uh, Chapman's coming in in the seventh, eighth inning recently. Yeah, yeah. Chad Green's Green out there for the Yankees in crunch time. I will say this, and this is kind of interesting for me when you look at me and Zach's teams. Um, the Red Sox have the best record in the AL. We have five all-stars. Um, the Rays are now two games back of the AL East. They have the third best record in the AL. I think I'm the Astros now. It might be second. They have one all-star. And if, and if I'm being honest, the only reason that he was an all-star was because every – I didn't know this. Every team in the MLB has to have at least one all-star. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't think Mike Zanino is a – excuse me if I'm wrong, but a top five oh, pitcher in the AL. No. That's just my thing. He's very good defensively. He hits home runs. He, I, you know, what? He has something. He gets lefties. He's raced the ball. But, yeah, I mean, of course, we probably would have had glass now without an injury. You know, I would have liked to see him get nominated, even though, obviously, he wasn't going to be able to play. It's more about just the recognition and everything. But, yeah, I mean, that really shows you that that's a team where the sum is greater than its parts. I mean, like, they have one all-star who obviously wasn't – I mean, good player, solid player, Riggs. He wasn't really – he's not a top-five player on the race. I mean, Gary Sanchez got screwed over because of that, you know? I think a couple players got screwed over. A few did. I mean, Gary Sanchez is ripping, like, 280 right now, a bunch of home runs, great on-base percentage. Gary Sanchez is playing really good this year. Um yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys on that. But I do like how the MLB always has one player for each team make the all-star game because there's always a guy on each team that's dominating, you know, like one guy that's good. Like, for, like I mean, on 29 of the 30 teams, 28 of the 30 teams, there's one guy that could – okay, he's an all-star. You know what I mean? But, I do want to shout out one guy before we move on there, just about the all-star. Of course, we didn't really – there's not too, too much debate about the starting lineups, but just staying in L.A. So, I did want to give a quick – Cedric Mullins, just on, on the Orioles. Yeah. He's the only guy I think maybe could start. He's a five-tool player. You know, I think he will start for the yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just somebody I wanted to – yeah. Yeah. Um, Cole had a good thing. Uh, we were talking about it before with the whole all-star game and what it should mean. Go ahead and tell us about that, Cole. Yeah, so basically um, in the AONL – so basically, um, back in, I want to say like maybe five years ago, they did away with it. But um, up to that point, it was always the AL versus the NL in the All-Star game. Whoever would win would get home field advantage in the World Series. They, they would have four games at home instead of three in a seven-game series. Um, and I always liked the MLB for that reason, because the All-Star game wouldn't be like the NBA. Like, they would actually compete. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the mm -hmm. best players in the league, and they're all playing against each other. Um, and obviously that's not the case anymore. So maybe there is a little bit of BS in the all-star game now, but um, at the end of the day, you're still watching your favorite players. But do you guys think that they should bring that back to the point where within all sports, within all sports for that matter, I think that the winning team gets whole field advantage. So you see a little bit of competitiveness. Uh, I, I, I think so. I, I, can I, I just thought about it before I forget. You see how they're doing the um, pro bowl in the NFL. And it's actually, to me, it seems more of a joke than the NBA's all-star game. So with people just randomly picking and choosing who they want to go on which team in the Pro Bowl, and I'm pretty sure that's how they did it. Um, I feel like that's how they did it for the NBA. So how how would it work for them? For I NBA think with the NFL, NFL, what they could do is whatever team wins, AFC or NFC, because I don't think they draft anymore. No, they don't draft. That was fun when they were drafting, because I remember – I remember because it was team uh, – it was Deion Sanders versus Michael Irvin. That's, that's and, what I was thinking. And, about, yeah. and Joe Hayden and Josh Gordon were on the Browns at the same time. 
And I remember, like, the first play of the game, Joe Hayden flipped Josh Gordon, like, because they were hitting mm-hmm. for real. Like, you don't get to hit your teammates. Like, that's fine. Like, as long as, like, no one gets hurt, and obviously oh. football is dangerous. But yeah. I think AFC, NFC, what you could do, the coin toss, you automatically get to pick. Like, there's no coin toss. If the yeah. NFC wins, the NFC team gets to pick if they want to receive or defer. Something, like that, something like that. I like that a lot better just because in the NFL, of course, they move the Super Bowl around. And the problem is the NFL, everybody knows all they do is try to money grab. And these mm-hmm. cities spend more money than you would believe on trying to get the Super Bowl because the revenue that brings in is obviously probably worth it to them. So they would never be able to do like a home type of situation like you, like Colt said. So I actually like that idea a lot as the point house. I like that. I like that. I yeah. guess that. But uh, in basketball, if they stick, uh, if they go east, west, or well, they have one representative for each uh, yeah. league. Like it's usually what it was LeBron and Steph. And then this year it was Giannis and LeBron. I, I think they could do like if Team Giannis wins, then the. Oh, east, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Like but at the same time, like, 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 yeah, like, what if Chris Middleton was on the on Team LeBron? Right? Chris Middleton, like, he's going to want to lose so he can get home court advantage. But you have to go back to solid East versus West. And I do like what they do with the whole charity thing. Where everyone's a quarter. And then the whole Kobe thing at the end. Uh, it scored 24 points. You know what I mean? But I, I like that. And, um, yeah, so – I like that. Uh, uh, hockey could be the same thing. Also, whoever wins that can home court in the series, things like that. But yeah, there's our baseball stuff. Um, hockey, Jack, tell us what's going on in the hockey world. What's um, going on? Yeah, I mean, at the time of recording, just the previous night, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning just officially repeated, you know. I'm not going to lie, the Montreal Canadiens impressed me a little bit. They had a pretty poor regular season. A lot of people look at their roster on paper, and so that's not a, as talented of a team. But they handled business with Toronto. Of course, they're perennial losers in the first round. Um, they're like, I, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, you know, their fan base is kind of similar to the Dallas Cowboys. I know we got some Cowboys fans here, but I'm just going to get that in there. But worse, actually. Imagine that. The Leafs can't get past the first round with the payroll and a roster that looks like oh. Dallas's offense. It sounds like it. But that's this, a different this, story. That's this hurts. Story. It hurts a little this. bit, but yeah. Um, Montreal impressed me a lot. They swept Winnipeg. They beat a team that a lot of people looked as one of the favorites to win the Cup yeah. in Vegas. But the Tampa Bay roster is too good, of course. I personally, a lot of... 38 million over the cap. Yeah, they're, they're well over the cap and all that. But that is a rule that they took advantage of, and I think that's fair for them. My fan base, the Hurricanes, if we could have done the same thing, it would have been all for it. That is, that it was legal. But what I will say is I don't like the way that Tampa Bay has handled winning this series. I, one thing that really bothered me just watching the game five, they're up 3-1 in the series. They've been dominating the whole thing, and a player from the Canadians goes in on a breakaway, and he gets knocked and he hits his rib cage up under the post of the goal, and he's laying down hurt on the ice, and the Tampa fans up 3-1 in this series, dominating the game, start cheering for him getting hurt on the ice. I think that's a shitty thing to do, and I think that after the game, some of the comments that the players, specifically Kucherov, making comments. That's when he pees. That's when he pees, but that's enough. Yeah, (laughs) we know that. (laughs) Him slandering the Canadians fans for celebrating their game four win like they had win the cup just shows that Tampa has a shitty fan base, it shows with the Rays, who are my team. Look, they don't like it was louder in Montreal with 3,500 fans than an entire stadium was in Tampa. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that they don't deserve either of their two cups. Obviously, one was in the bubble, 
which I don't see a problem with that. Everybody was going through the same thing. And of course, this year they took advantage of a rule that they have a loaded roster and won the cup again. I just don't like the way some of it was handled. That's just yeah. me. And that's not a bitter Hurricanes fan talking. Or maybe it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I just started watching hockey because these guys like it. And I mean, I kind of got into it. So I don't really know much. But I didn't know the Tampa. I don't because I, I didn't know much about Montreal or anything. Or I, obviously, I watched the Lightning when I went to the game with uh, Ryan. But they, the Lightning were the biggest favorites in Stanley Cup history, with the exception of one year. I think it was 2008. It was the Red Wings against somebody when the Red Wings were really good. Borderline dynasty. Yeah, that was and that was a huge favorite. It was like negative. I forgot. It was like 500 or something like that. But yeah, it was the, the second biggest favorites in uh, Stanley Cup pitchers, which I thought was kind of crazy, but. A little more hockey. Shout out Derrick Brooks getting another ring, though. Who? Part of the, uh, Derrick Brooks, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers finest, getting another ring as part owner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even Derrick Brooks. That. Tampa is – thank you, Tom Brady, I guess. Bucks are good. Lightning are good. The Rays are good. It's crazy. What I'm forgetting. Who's good in Florida? The Heat were good. The Magic? <laughs> no. Miami uh, won the draft. A little Wait, more uh, opposite. hockey news, kind of on a darker note. Uh, the Blue Jackets goalie, um, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name. Matisse, uh, do you know how to pronounce his last name? Uh, I actually – I don't know. I, basically, I, reports inside the organization, they viewed him as a potential full-time NHL or potentially a starting goalie. Now, they had a couple guys that, you know, were starting above him, but he played, had some NHL action. I, I believe it was a firework accident. Yeah, he got um, shot in the chest, they said, at, the, at yeah. his coach's house. Tragic. Just tragic. So, obviously, yeah. RIP to him. Prayers to his family. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Everybody, really. Seeing a teammate, seeing a competitor go down is horrible for anybody. So, condolences to his family, all that stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, one more thing. We're gonna get into this just for a little bit because it could be kind of controversial. Um, Shakari Richardson. Not allowed to run in for Team USA. Um, she's real fast. She's real good. Uh, I believe she set the women's record, U.S. record for 100 meter dash. I think it might have been a world record for women's 100 meter dash. Um, she qualified, obviously, uh, failed her drug test. Uh, she wasn't eligible for. Well, she, she didn't. She wasn't put on the relay team. Um, yeah, she was still eligible for the relay team, but she was disqualified for the 100. And that was yeah. yeah yeah so uh the only thing i have to say is it's only more impressive what she was doing just with marijuana being like smoking marijuana um it's more impressive in my eyes that she was able to do that um and i know that the little saying is what if it ain't crack let her run track or something <laughs> like that yeah, yeah lamella said that but that kind of sucks yeah. but um she I like I like the fact that she she was accountable for it like I mean I guess now that most of the world is okay with weed so to speak but I I went I think I went back and looked at the the rules and it said um if you have like a microgram or something like that of THC or cannabis in your system then you're gonna be under further investigation so I'm thinking yeah 
Like she knew, it's, she knew what she did. She it's like, just like the whole Michael Phelps thing. Michael Phelps thing. So, yeah, um, it's it, it's controversial. Um, obviously, there's no way around the fact that in the rules it does state that that is not allowed. You're not allowed to intake marijuana, and if you test positive for that, you will be disqualified. Yeah. But you know, controversial as it may be, of course, she did own up to it, and I believe that one, it is not a performance enhancing drug. Right. So she wasn't trying to gain an edge more than anything. I believe that as an Olympian, you push your body to the maximum for a living on a daily basis. You push it to the max. They come home. And what is an Olympian to do? What? What? Lots of people after what? A nine to five grind shift. They come home, what? Drink, you know, a beer or something like that. You think an uh, an athlete whose body is a temple to not only that, all the media attention that they're dealing with and all that stuff. Mm I, speaking of that, I, it came out. Um, this guy, I think his name is Master something. He has a weird last name, but he was doing a, a interview with Percy Harvin, the goat yes, from Florida. Yes. So he get he did an interview with him, and he said like Percy said he had he went to you know he he going through a lot of mental health problems like anxiety and ADHD. Well, I don't think it was ADHD, but it was just like severe anxiety. And you think like a lot of times we look at athletes and we think they're not normal people, but like they actually do have mental health problems. And like, they kept prescribing him pills and like what we're trying to get away from. So that man finally said like, there wasn't a game where he didn't go out a little yeah. high. And if you ever, if you can YouTube Percy Her- Harvin highlights, Let's see, man, Harvin. I remember him on the is, Vikings. Man, like even when he was with, you remember he, he yeah. finished playing with the Seahawks, man, like, he was high that whole time yeah. doing that. I, I don't. It's like I'm Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon in his prime. In his I'm prime, not, Percy Harvin was what Tavon Austin was supposed to be. Yes, I'm and Ryan, like, you're right. Josh Gordon, the same thing. Josh Gordon went crazy. Like when they finally let him back in the league, he went crazy. Now we're not condoning drug use at all. Do what makes you happy, but make sure your body is safe. But it's just I like I understand it, but at the same time, somebody did bring up a good point to where, like. So apparently her trainer got in trouble like way, way back in the day during my times because he tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. That was her trainer. So one of my friends brought up a point like, what if what if they're testing to see if you you um basically like a diuretic, like you took something else so they don't see that you took a performance enhancing drug? And I I definitely don't think Shakira did that because that girl is crazy fast. But it's I don't know. There was also a thing where like a, a bunch of other women, they got like who were actually women, they got, I, I think they got the boot because they tested for too much testosterone or something. And I was like, dang, I didn't know they could test test testosterone like that either. I mean, there's a lot of players in our lifetime, at least, I'm sure before that, that have lost out on a lot because of marijuana. But uh, I think as a world, it's becoming more acceptable for sure. To this, it's going to get them. better. States are legalizing yeah, it. I know that the, the NBA has said that they're not going to drug test for that, right? It was the NBA. Mm-hmm. It was the NBA. Yeah. And, um, it was NBA. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, because we, 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 we lost the whole career of Josh Gordon. His second year in the league, he put up 1,600 yards. Yeah, like, ridiculous. ridiculous athlete. Yeah. Rand, Randy Gregory, like he could have, he, he was a top five 
prospect, really. Smoker, that's what I call him. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence was the exact same way. Stay off the weed. Or get back on it, apparently. Yeah, if that's happening. If you look at the Cowboys, Randy Gregory weed smoking is about the lowest of the criminal offenses that we have. No, no, for real. You have no, guys like Greg Hardy and shit. Let's go. Got a felony in the record. We want just to count contract. Oh, yeah. you must wait. get like a signing bonus or something. Oh, <laughs> before we move on, back to Olympics. Um, uh, oh my God, blank, like Simone Biles. This young lady did a move that was so crazy that only she could do. And the mm-hmm. fact that only the fact that she could only do it herself, they decided not to give her a perfect ten because it was unfair to the rest yeah, of the contestants. I know that um, they've banned they've banned two moves in the in gymnastics. I can't remember which ones they are, but only Simone Biles has done them, and they're not allowed to be done. I <laughs> said it's like you're too good or something. You are too good. That's like telling Giannis he's too good, so he has to shoot threes. You can't drive. Yeah. That's, that's essentially the Charles Barkley thing. The whole uh, what is it? Eight seconds back to basket. Charles Barkley would just dribble in the post for the whole shot clock. Because what do you like? He's too big, so they had to change that. Mm-hmm. They changed the rule for Shaq that he or or not. I don't think it was for Shaq, but uh, like the three second or five seconds on or three seconds on offense, maybe. Like you can't stand in the paint for more than three seconds on offense. That was before Shaq, out. I thought that was Shaq. No, I thought it was before. Bro, they used to get me on that at Doggone Rig League. Everybody else could stay in the paint, but they wouldn't let me stay in the paint. I've been busy for a long time, so, yeah. yeah. You've been alive a long time. Keith, what's your fun fact? You've been alive forever. You know some Oh, stuff. yeah. You're like, <laughs> what's going on, guys? Uh, Keith's having some technical difficulties right before the fun fact of the day. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Keith's back. He's connecting to the oh audio. And here's a fun fact. The lizards got me. All right. Devin Booker, young light-skinned, young goat. He, his dad, Melvin Booker, was also pretty good in his heyday. heyday. He played at played basketball at Missouri, University of Missouri. I think he was a point guard, too. Was pretty good. Devin Booker went with him. Well, obviously, like, he was – I don't think Devin was born while he was in college. But Devin stayed with his mom in Michigan while his dad, Melvin Booker, was – I think he – I think he did get drafted, didn't really cut it, so he went overseas, and Devin was able to follow him overseas. So needless to say, Devin Booker was has always been destined for greatness. Fun fact of the day. Paul George is better, though. <clears throat> Anyways, so – say better. Uh, that's, that's really – we have a more complete player. We'll just leave it at that. There you go. Polls on the gram if you guys want to check it out. <laughs> so, um, oh wait, 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 right, wait. We gotta um, give them a cha- give the the fans a challenge about the merch and seeing if they can find a nice quote for us to use. Oh yeah, if you have a slogan or anything, if you're an athlete listening to this and you'd like to be a four to score athlete, let us know. Hit the DMs, please. That's where it goes Thank down. You. That's where it goes down. I mean, what's what? I mean, yeah, got who says you can't have multiple sponsorships? We're you feel me? Hey, we're trying hey, to stay local. Money. Go local. Support local. Support local podcasts. Oh, Shout out Pub Sports Talk as always. Uh, do you guys have anything else? 
it's really, I think we kind of hit all of it. Uh, does anybody you guys want to shout out? Athlete, anybody else, Brad, anybody? Um, uh, Red Sox, best record in the AL. Hopefully we can keep it going through this last uh, this last series with Philadelphia. Hey, we know the Yankees get hot in July. Red Sox are, Red Sox are bad in July. When I look at the AL East, the Yankees are the third team that I'm most worried about behind the Jays and Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are number one, surprisingly. The, the Blue Jays. 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 That offense is Jays. 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 So, <laughs> Shout out Red Sox. Yeah. Shout out uh, Devers and Bogarts, both starting. Shout out Bogarts. Maybe Martinez is having an insane year, and he would have been the starting DH if there wasn't a man named Shohei Otani in the yeah. AL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Barnes and Nathan Avaldi were also all-stars. Mm-hmm. Um, my boy Barnes. Anthony Edwards was the best player on the Team USA select team, and he sprained his ankle, so that team is just fucked now. He wasn't um, the rookie of the year either, was but he? But he was the best player on that team, and he should have been the rookie of the year. Um, but shout out my boy Nasri Timberwolves, Nas. uh, starting center on that team. Um, but yeah, I mean that's it. Uh, go Pack, obviously. A uh, shout out um, Luca because he led his team. Team Canada didn't make it, and they had like six NBA players. They didn't qualify. My boy, yeah. oh, uh, they had Nikhil Alexander, RJ, RJ. Um, uh, Jamal Murray didn't play. Uh, some other things. Speaking of Canada, think about this: Steve Nash and Julio Jones are the same height. <laughs> that does six three. That does not sound right, does it? I mean, like Steve Nash is probably good for a thousand yards, and like and he's probably good for more touchdowns than Julio Jones if you give him. Like, good for more touchdowns. He got the no. Steve Nash got better footwork than Julio Jones, so he might. He might. Um. Well, while it's on me, um, shout out Kyrie Irving just randomly. Kyrie is not crazy. I stand by that. Um, shout out to his. New baby girl, I believe. Um, for everybody else, keep going. I love you. We love you. Um, stay hydrated. Uh, go pack. Of course. What do you have, man? Yeah, um, Cole shouted out a couple of his guys for the Red Sox. I'll go ahead and shout out my Rays guys. Uh, we caught up another time. I was about to say because he was going to play in the Rising Stars game. I yeah, think, but now he can. Yeah, and I put in another one of my right, So we have more top. Don't worry. We have more top 100. <laughs> don't worry. Like, then we, we'll be well represented regardless. We're sending a couple guys to the Olympics as well. You know, like, yeah, a couple guys. Sending me and Joe Ryan, I believe, is going over there. But, um, yeah, I'll shout out Bruhan, you know, top 100 guy. Durham Bulls legend Wander Franco one day. <laughs> play up the middle is going to be something else. You're looking at like it's going to be like It's only a matter of time before Franco ends up a Dodger one day because they can pay him. But yeah, that's just another story. But yeah, I'll shout those guys out. Of course, Go Pack. And I wanted to thank you guys for having me on and letting me come on potentially as a full member. You are a full-timer. Congratulations again. Gang. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for that. And, um, yeah, go Pack. And, uh, yeah, of course, check us out on Twitter. We got a poll up on the gram as well right now. Of course, lots of you guys probably know about that. But, yeah, um, I think that finishes up for me. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you check out Pub Sports Talk. Follow us on Instagram. Follow it. Or, sorry, subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. And turn on that notification bell. Yep. on YouTube. Um, other than that, check us out on Twitter. Uh, that's going to be up here, here real soon. So, yeah, that's really all we got. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are awesome. We'll catch you guys next week.